Hi, I'm Patrick Hollick, and you're watching and listening to a new episode of The Love Show. On this episode, I go to China. I talk with a good friend of mine named Aaron Suen, who's in Hong Kong currently wearing a tracking device, which he'll show you in the interview. Um, I thought it would be a good time to check in and see what's going on and uh, see what he's hearing and what I'm hearing about him and get to the bottom of what today's like in Hong Kong. So thanks for listening and a big thank you to all the patron supporters without you. We wouldn't have the show kicking off as often. So thank you very much and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Um, and what are you wearing? I'm wearing a GPS tracker on my wrist um, for mandatory quarantine in Hong Kong. So anyone who flies into Hong Kong is mandatory quarantine, whether they test positive or not. And I tested negative and I got the fortunate uh, ability to quarantine at home for 14 days instead of a state run facility or a government run facility. And tell me about this mandatory quarantine. Like, what's the parameters? What's the day to day life like? What do you guys, what do you do? I basically have to stay at home for 14 days uh, if I break quarantine. So they put an app on my, on my phone when I land in the Hong Kong airport. So everyone goes through this and they put an app on your phone and you get the GPS on your wrist and they track you. So if you leave the apartment it'll, with your phone or without your phone, it'll basically sense that you, you know, the, the software will basically sense that you have left your house and they'll give you a courtesy call initially uh, to see if this was an accident or anything else. But if you don't respond, they'll come to your door, the police and the health department at the same time. And if you're not there, they'll issue a warrant for your arrest and they catch you six months in jail. Um, wow. And this is me without having the, the, the virus. I was tested. So everyone is a mandatory test when the plane lands. You sit in a room and it's a big processing, it's a big warehouse, basically. Everyone's distance and everyone basically has to give a, a sample of their saliva. So if you do test positive, you're, you're basically quarantined in a government facility or hospital. So that's the difference. So even if I'm negative, they don't even want to take that 1% or less than 1% chance. I may have, may, may be a carrier or the test, what the tests aren't hundred percent accurate. So Hong Kong is so dense. They don't even want to risk that 1% of people maybe having it, spreading it because Hong Kong is the densest place in the world, uh, in population and living density, much more than, than, than New York. And you know what happened in New York, right? You know, yeah. dominant uh, infection in America is in New York because of that density, because everyone shares an elevator instead of a house, as opposed mm. to Los Angeles. You don't have to push an elevator button in New York and Hong Kong. You do, you know, unless you have $50 million house, okay. here you're in an, you know, an apartment with an elevator. In that Let extent. me see the thing again. Show me a close up of that thing. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah. Why can't they just do it through a cell phone? I think well, well, people leave their cell phones at home, so they do it also on the cell phone, which basically shows mm -hmm. it's live. Fascinating. And they they actually call me regularly and check up on me. So I've had about two, two, three call, three calls now. So I have about five more days left in my quarantine. I've had three calls, and they asked me how my temperature is, how I'm doing, if everything's okay. 
find anything, call the hotline, push the button on the app. What's this hotline? Like, I need a sandwich? What do you mean? Uh, you know, it could be anything. It could be, you know, I've hurt myself. Because when you're quarantined, if I hurt myself or if I need food or if I feel I have a fever, you push that button, they'll respond and they'll come to your door. Okay. You know, not everybody's fortunate to have friends or, or, you know, delivery service or, you know, readily amounts of food. So basically it's for anything. So whatever mm -hmm. you but you cannot go outside in any way. No, uh, no, and, and and I cannot have any visitors. Technically, <laughs> um, technically, technically, they, that they don't know, right? How but would they? Yeah, how would they trace that? You can't. So you know, uh, the building is supposed to the management building is supposed to notify the authorities if you have people over or if you run out and break quarantine. Uh, this may or may not happen. Mm. <laughs> And I, how many people are in this, this situation? I mean, what, who's allowed outside? What's going on? So, so everyone's allowed outside. Uh, Hong Kong was never shut down. Uh, Hong Kong was, had never had a stay-at-home order like the U.S. has had. And we border, you know, our country, Hong Kong borders China. We have basically a porous open border with mainland China. There's nine ports of entry or, or you know, border entries. And we've had, you know this situation in January, as opposed to, you know, America, you know, basically find out about it or, or being concerned about it in the last few months. We knew about it in, in early January. Uh, whether, you know, the infection rates are higher, mm -hmm. uh, right now it's documented as, document cases at only a thousand for seven million people. Mm -hmm. So that's very low. Why? It's because in January, we all masked up when we had that health advisory that China has a new virus out there and you know they didn't even know it was a coronavirus at that point and everyone automatically masked up and that's everybody not just one person who's sick everyone did and we knew from 2003 SARS epidemic not to shake hands not to you know hug not to say hello in certain ways when there's uh, some sort of new virus going around right. so it was a lot about prevention um, and masks do work as opposed to the U.S. saying masks didn't work, you know, for the longest time, give them to their doctors and nurses, which that's confused Americans more than anything else. Masks don't work, but save it for the doctors. You know, that, that doesn't make sense to, and, and now, you know, people in New York and California, they're required to wear a mask. That's the kind of misinformation America had. And Hong Kong wasn't always like this. Before SARS in 2003, we didn't wear masks, you know, and, and we didn't adopt these washing hands and hand sanitizers, but now it's commonplace in Hong Kong since 2003. What other miscalculations uh, are you seeing from, say, from mainland China, Hong Kong, and Los Angeles, New York? Like, what do you, like, because it's great to talk to you to hear about what it's like on the ground in Hong Kong. Well, China haven't been allowed in because they closed the borders. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. We basically get fed what Chinese media gives us. You don't have any friends over there? I have friends over there and they basically basically stayed at home. They, they basically self-quarantined themselves. They were afraid of it. And, and China, you know, they basically make you stay indoors. And they have police, like you would be literally arrested or fined if you went outdoors. So it was a little bit, it's a little bit more authoritarian there. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. like you don't really have a choice there. So 
Uh, do I think the infections are more in China? 100%. It's not 80,000, 90,000. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand their numbers. Uh, I, don't, I don't believe the numbers, but I do believe they, with their drastic measures, they really stopped the virus pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Americans wouldn't put up with that. Neither right. would people, you know, forced to stay in. Uh, you know, it's literally, you would get arrested if you step outside. You know, mm-hmm. America's not like that. You know, Hong Kong's not like that. They closed every business. They sprayed, you know, the streets with you know, antiviral, you know what Are I mean? Are those drones really happening or was that some fake media? They were really happening. They basically told people to go back home, you know, these drones. And why were they spraying? What were they spraying? Disinfectant on the street? Yeah, they sprayed it on the street on the street, on basically everything. So whether that's going to have any long-term effects, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not a doctor in that sense. But Did they you know, actually spray over humans if they were out? Um, they weren't supposed to be out, so they might have. I don't yeah, know. I saw a little bit of news that I didn't know if it was true or false, but there was people and there was drone spraying. But they were literally taking cash and burning it and recycling it because they didn't know how long it even existed on cash. Wow. So before... They forced the people to go home. They, they were actually recycling cash also. So I have heard that. Really big measures to, to stop it. Now, the true numbers, I don't know. Hong Kong measures, I know. Um, How many cases that you know today in Hong Kong? Uh, just over a 1,000, maybe a 1,002. Wow, none. Got to like maybe zero to maybe one or two new infections a day. Wow. So pretty much under control. Um, and, you know, if I look outside my street right now, I see everybody walking with masks, 99% of people walking with masks, mm-hmm. whether they're sick or not. And obviously they're probably not sick, but you know, uh, that's just the matter. Not with a thousand cases, there's barely yeah. any. Yeah, barely, for 7 million people in our tightness of space, yeah. But, you know, restaurants have remained open, but there's hand sanitizers at the restaurants. You know, the, 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 wait, the waiters or waitresses are wearing masks. The cooks are wearing masks. Yet there's a thermal gun at, at the front reception. So they'll take your temperature, you know, before they seat you. If you have a fever. How does that work? How do they do temperatures to strangers? I, I can't even. What do they do? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's an IR gun. So it's infrared. So they just click a button. And it's basically a laser pointer that points to your forehead. Okay. And with seconds, they get a reading. They don't, have to, they don't have to touch you, right? Um, same thing with Hong Kong airport. Since 2003, they have thermal scanners that will, when you, once you get off airplane, it'll see if you have a fever or not. So this That's has crazy. been 2003 to mitigate, you know, they call this one SARS-CoV-2. Well, we had SARS, the original one in 2003. Uh, it was a lot deadlier. It, I think the mortality rate was 10% versus what virus is right now. COVID-19, but uh, it just didn't spread. It just didn't spread like COVID-19 did. If you were sick, you were sick and you were spreading it, but you're most likely in bed, you know, not like uh, the coronavirus that we have today that it's asymptomatic. That's why dangerous people have no symptoms. They're running around spreading it and they don't even know. So that's the, that's the only key difference. It's not really that deadly from what I see from my research and my reading that you know the the death rates are, are not that bad it's just highly contagious and they say they say mainland starting to go back like back to normalcy of some form is this true or not 
where Wuhan, where it started in Hubei province, where it started, they basically put 11 million people on lockdown, 11 million. So basically you cannot, you know, leave your house. So now since I think April 7th, they lifted the order and people are free to do what they want to do. Uh, people still wear masks there on the most part, not like Hong Kong, but they still wear masks there, but oh, business has opened, travel has resumed. They literally put up 10 foot plastic barriers around that whole city and province. And they took that down. You know what I mean? They, there was literally no entry and no exit, you know? So that's what they meant when they kind of opened it up again. They opened it up that you can travel, you can leave your house and stuff like that. And, and, and that's what's going on. And Hong Kong's, you know, lifting their restrictions. They, they, they tighten their restrictions a little bit because the case numbers jumped up a little bit. And I think they're lifting it uh, May 7th. So, because even if you look in my elevator in my, in my apartment complex, there's signs saying, please mask up. Please use hand sanitizer before you push the buttons. And they provide all, that, all those things, you know. And I, I think America should do the same thing instead of shutting down the economy, truthfully. Right. I, I know a lot of people suffering right now. Dramatic. Dramatic. It's, it's, it, I think it's a knee-jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. uh, they were unknown that they had no, uh, you know, they didn't have prior history with dealing something like this. I think initially it's a smart move, but I don't think two months in and a third month in that we should be wrecking the economy and people stay at home. Healthy people. I'm not talking about those that are actually confirmed sick or those that are, you know, have a fever. Yeah, stay at home. Elderly, stay at home. Young kids, stay at home. Immunodeficient, stay at home. But everybody stay at home? The healthy stay at home? Does that make sense? I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that. Yeah. And Hong Kong is an example of it working. You know, you can't say it doesn't work. Everyone has to socially distance because in Hong Kong, we don't. We, you know... We, we don't allow large crowds, but we're not saying everyone stay six feet apart because we all have to get into an elevator to go to work. You know, there, there, there's no such thing as essential worker. Everyone's working in Hong Kong. So we can't really, especially when real estate's so expensive, you can't, you can't socially distance in Hong Kong except on the street. And even then that's difficult at certain crosswalks. So the social distancing really really work i'm sure it does to a certain degree but for hong kong we don't need it you know if we wear masks if we don't touching each other if both parties are wearing masks you know what i mean and we're not yeah. hands we're not hugging you know there was i was reading some statistic that the metro in hong kong is like three to five times more busy than new york you know how do people get around social distancing like that it's not possible right mm -hmm. so, I think there are better ways that America can handle it, but whether that the, the current administration will listen, that's a different story. Yeah. What do you think of how we're handling it here? I think initially it was good. I think now it's overkill because, uh, you know, I've, I've been talking to some doctors and hospitals, their ICUs aren't even full right now, but we're still in lockdown. Right. I think they should open up restaurants and retail economy like people got to do things healthy people should go out you know be responsible everyone should wear masks like everyone in hong kong and maybe yeah bring hand sanitizer with you and don't start hugging everybody immediately and right. parties but why not go to a cafe you know 
you and a couple friends and encouraging business. I don't think of anything wrong with that. They get scared whenever they give like two inches. There's like six that there's Coachella at Huntington Beach. So they're like, fuck. I saw, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, wow, guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. That is a human reaction for being cooped up for two months, right? They kind of forget, you know, these, these, you know, what would they give them? A, yeah. Like you said, give them an inch, they take, they take a foot or whatever. But in Hong Kong, we've learned to deal with like, you know, if someone got too close, for example, on the beach, you didn't know these people. They're, you know, people would kind of shy away from each other. We've, you know, that's just natural for us now since since SARS in two thousand and three. So I think also that it's going to come back in, in in the winter for America. But this time around, Americans will realize what to do. They're going to have masks already. They're going to have hand sanitizers. They're not going to run for toilet paper. They're going to run for some other things. Right? That was the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. They fucked us so hard. Like yeah, every yeah. store didn't have toilet paper for a very long time because they weren't, they were like, what are you doing? That's the most ridiculous thing, but it happens. It, it's just herd mentality, right? Yeah. And panic buying. Who's buying it? Oh my God, I'm going to miss out on it. But I think when it comes, I'm pretty sure it's going to come back in November, you know, November or December when flu season comes because not enough people, not enough Americans have gotten it. It's going to come back. But I think this time around, there's not going to be that fear around it. You're not going to think, just think Chinese and bats, right? You know what I mean? Like eating bats. And they're not, they're going to have face masks. They're going to have hand sanitizer and, you know, better hygiene practices from this time around. They're going to have that. So I don't think they're going to shut down the economy when it comes back in November and December. I hope not, you know, you know what I mean? But let's see, you know, the administration was really slow to act. And this is what happens when you're, when you really don't act on things, you know, uh, I know the first cases were in the United States by February. Yeah. I remember because people were making fun of me because I was, you know, I'm Asian, right? Right. So, did you ever yeah. see any of that, that, that ignorance? Did you see anyone looking at you like you're a bad guy in America? I, not my friends. I had jokes. I was, you know, when it was still wasn't closed down, I was wondering why everyone was buying me Corona beers. You know, I, I fortunately like Corona beers, right? So I said, keep, keep them coming. So I got that joke, but that was about it. And after the lockdown, we really didn't see anybody. I really didn't go out. I went to Gelson's a few times, you know, or, 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 a drugstore, but I didn't see any of it because I was always masked up. Anyway, when did you fly out? Did you were you in L uh, LA for a little bit? LA into April twentieth, April nineteenth. So I flew out April nineteenth, and so I was there for you know a decent amount of it. That's why I flew up because when I realized May fifteenth is the day they may start to ease. It wasn't it wasn't this far advanced. This was. I made this decision early April that uh, they may start to ease May 15th. It may be June. I said, I'm going to go to Hong Kong, take my 14 day mandatory quarantine and resume my life. I can go have coffee. I can go to the restaurant, go have drinks with my friends and, you know, take the 14 day hit. Now, I don't know if you give that choice to Americans, Hey, put a tracker on your, on your wrist take 14 days and then you can get a go out policy. I don't know if Americans would ever do that, but it's better than shutting down the economy for three months. There's a, there's a rumor that we're going to have, uh, which you ex expelled just now with this uh, tracker. There's a supposed yeah. device that they were clearing to 
be able to track phones on sick people and tell you when you're in close proximity of them, you'll get like an amber alert. I don't know what's true, what's false. Yeah, they're, they're doing a, a, a contact app, basically. If someone's, you get all download the app, and if one of them's infected, it'll basically say who you are in contact with. So if I went to have coffee with you, and you went to have coffee with our friend Justin and whatever, I say, okay, I'm sick, I push the button, it'll, it'll trace the contact of basically a family tree of who you've been in contact with. And it won't expose you, it won't say Aaron not, was sick. That, I'm not sure, but maybe Well, they it. said the technology wasn't allowed to name people, it was just to say, yo, you were in very close proximity to somebody that was sick, go, get, go look into it. Yeah, you know, and that technology exists already. It's kind of like Google Maps and Waze, right? I don't think they're allowed to use it because of our freedoms and our privacies, which is like going to all be thrown in the trash soon anyway, right? Well, what, what about you? Would you take a choice of, of wearing a tracker for two weeks and then sitting at home for two weeks and then being let out and to do whatever you want, resume normal life? Absolutely. I've already been three weeks on the lot, but I mean, I go on hikes, I go outside, I just don't go by people. But let's just say that you had to wear this device and you couldn't do any of that. Would you take that two week trade off and then resume your life? Or would you rather have it as it is right now for two and a half months, three months? I would do the two weeks in a, in a second. I think most people- I've would. already done more time than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in lockdown in Bel Air. Yeah. But you know, give people that option maybe. I don't know. But yeah. you know, it hasn't been implemented is because you know people's freedoms in America they really value them. They but, do, and they they give them up like crazy with like their Instagram posts and they're showing off lifestyle. So it's like it's a ten of the other eight of the six, whatever. That's true, you know. So, but I'm actually shocked, you know, when when I was this is my third pandemic. I was in SARS 2003, H1N1 in 2009, and now 2020. And I was relatively calm over the whole situation. I masked up right away, you know, when it wasn't even, you know, I was giving, you know, elbow bumps, I was shaking hands. Like I was doing all that, not sharing drinks. I was already used to that. But I'm surprised how, how much people in California or well, Los Angeles, my friends, really abided by that. You know, they really didn't care until, you know, the governor and the mayor said, hey, we're really closing, we're really locking down LA. Then people start really worrying, panic. But I'm actually shocked there weren't more people with guns saying, "Hey, you're not allowed to do this." Because I know Americans and, and, and their constitution. You know, uh, I was shocked how well Los Angeles County that I know of reacted to it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were like, "No, we're staying at home. No, you know, we're doing this." And I was like, "Wow," you know, I was actually pretty shocked. Yeah. My group of friends. I don't know about anything else. No, I know. Yeah, some people didn't do too well. Some people stayed at home, watched CNN, and they were under a blanket, and they were telling yeah. me everyone's going to die, you know. But then there was people that, like, read. And that's the problem. I, I know a lot of the media just went off what the administration said, and, and that was kind of dumb. And, mm -hmm. You know, not going, not, they should have referred to the swine flu in 2009 or SARS in 2003. They didn't refer to much of that at all. Mm -hmm. I don't look back in the past pan pandemics besides the Spanish flu of 1918. That's all right. they talked about. Right? Well, everyone's just going for a little camera time, a little like prestige, a, a future president play. I mean, watching Como and Gavin and all those guys do their yeah. long form audition has been funny, sure. you know? 
I'm sure it's definitely political at this point. It's but, like, like Scent of a Woman uh, versus American Psycho. And like they're both like going for theirs every day. They want their, 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 their time on media. Like, oh, I'm better. I'm doing better than Trump. You know, Trump's doing this and I'm doing this as a governor. Yeah. And, you know, as a mayor, I'm doing this versus what the governor is doing. It's like, it's politics at this point. But no one referenced the, the, the pandemic that started in America, the swine flu, H1N1 in 2009. I got it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was deathly sick compared to my friends who had COVID. They were drinking wine at home. They're largely asymptomatic. I asked them, hey, well, you know, what are your symptoms? Ah, I feel really tired. Uh, you know, my, 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 my muscles ache a little bit, but on the whole, I'm completely normal. I, I don't have much of an appetite. I might've lost smell for a day or two, but when I had H1N1, I was in bed shaking for seven days. You know, so the friends that I had, the, the, comparing my experience to H1N1, that was a lot worse, but no one talked about that because it originated in America. <laughs> you know, th there was no social media then, too, also. Have like, you known anyone affected or anyone that's passed with this? Friends uh, of friends or anything? Has died from COVID or has, has gotten it? I've had, Either or. I, I know four friends that have gotten it in, in Los Angeles. I have a friend of a friend... No, I have a friend whose aunt passed away. Okay. That's the only thing. What, like I said, whether it was because of underlying issues, which basically most of the cases are. I haven't heard of anybody or even on the news, someone strictly dying of COVID. Like COVID ravaged their body so badly that like Ebola, like they just died straight up from the virus, right? It's usually, okay, they had high blood pressure or they had COPD, or they had asthma, or they already had respiratory issues. Underlying, the, yeah. Smokers, you know, or whatever. So there is underlying causes. I haven't heard one case that COVID ravaged someone's body, like let's say HIV, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or just Ebola, that's for example, that you, you're gonna die of actual COVID disease. I, I haven't heard that yet. So. What's your plan? Are you going to stay there once you get your freedom and just watch America freak out for a while? Yeah, but I actually are getting kind of pissed off that, you know, they're, they're extending, you know, San Francisco extended the lockdown to June. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I know people that need to go back to work that they can't pay rent. They're just like asking for jobs. That's what's kind of upsetting me. Yeah. I'm in the restaurant business here and we have to shut down, but you do have that sense of fear, right? So yes, our, 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 our revenues in our restaurants are down at least 50% to 70%. You still have that fear. People don't want to pay to not be able to congregate the way they want, right? Because in our restaurants, we enacted some spacing. So we can only have half the capacity that we're usually allowed to have, all right? So, but no one wants to go and pay for a meal where there's, it seems half dead that you really can't go and like, you know, gather in large crowds and drink or also be frowned upon. So people would rather save their money until they can. So I'm being affected by this also. Let's give a shout out to your restaurant in Hong Kong. What's it called? What's it like? What's going on? We have a bunch of them. Chow Chow, Triple O's, Grom, Panino Giusto. Which Chow one would I hang out at? I don't know, Chow Chow probably. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta see this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, I, I do think it's an overkill at this point. And it really, you, even for, you know, even here, I think 
they should lift it, but they'll lift it in about, I think, seven, seven days from now. All restrictions. When do you think we're going back outside? I think California was going to be May 15th uh, until this, this beach incident. But I still, I still think, you know, if I, I've seen these graphs, I still think they should open May 15th. And I think they might, you know, definitely before June. Uh, I don't believe in what San Francisco did personally to June uh, or what for really it's Cal if you see the California infection rate in the curve, it's really low. It's not like New York or New Jersey, right? What it's do you really say to the guy, the guy that says, uh, staying home and ducking is, um, it's flattening the curve, but flattening the curve is just changing the date on the death yeah. certificate. It's not a death certificate. It's changing the infection rate, right? Which is true. If the U.S. was not prepared for this, they don't have any vaccines or any real, you know, a protocol for this type of virus. They didn't want everyone coming in all at once because people in the waiting room wouldn't be able to get a bed. Someone wouldn't be able to get a ventilator. They would just sit out there in an emergency and be pissed off. And if you if you have a child and you're you're a parent or you had a your you know, grandfather dying, you'd be pretty pissed off, right? So what they want to do was not overwhelm healthcare, which is smart. So what you're doing is you're, you're spreading out that infection rate to for a longer period. So it's controllable. So doctors can actually have six hours rest, right? Not work 24 hour shifts. Right. So nurses, you know, can have breaks and, and, and that you're completely overwhelmed. They don't want it to end up like the toilet paper fucking crisis. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even need those two big Navy uh, vessels that came, one for LA and one for yeah. New York. Yeah. Those are an extra, what, thousand beds? They didn't even need it. That was guaranteed that Donnie gets the next four years and then he sent it yeah, back. Right? Yeah. yeah. You it's know? all optics. How much did that cost, right? But anyways, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, you know, at this point, you know, I think we have, at this point, we have enough data to have, to make basic assumptions and how to deal with the situation, right? And, and, and I guarantee you, it's moving from fear now to data collection. And that's what you have to teach people. Like in Hong Kong, we didn't know what SARS was in 2003. Everyone was really fearful. No one went out. It's the same thing. But I'm surprised America didn't look upon Hong Kong or, or you know, obvious reasons why China didn't help the administration was because of the trade war, right? That's why China's not been very helpful with America because Trump started a trade war with them, right? Yeah, of course. You could have reached out to Hong Kong and you know, or, or even MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome in, in the Middle East and said, hey, what do you, how do you guys deal with it? Mm. So there's other ways it could handle. What's your better. view of America watching this happen? Like, have you lost some respect for it? You know, I've lost a lot of respect for a lot of people that aren't educated and, and they were making fun of me wearing masks and the next minute they're wearing masks. Like they're, they're very, they, they, they don't really, they can flip flop very easily with American, you know, mentality, right? Yeah. One minute you see CNN, you see this, you, then the minute you watch Fox and they, they believe all of it. Yeah. They, they make an informed decision and stick by it. That's that's what I've noticed with Americans, right? Worse is they get it from Instagram from somebody that got it from like you know a fake news site, and it keeps going deeper and deeper. Yeah. So you know, I, I you know, social media wasn't big in the previous pandemic. So is social media a problem? Hundred percent, it is. You know, that's why you get all these social media 
things on WhatsApp or, 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 or Facebook or Instagram. It's misinformation. You know, people tying up COVID with 5G, you know, cellular networks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's a platform. You can spread this stuff to, to unread or, un, you know, not as educated Americans. And they believe it, right? We didn't have this technology. That was in- the fire fest part deuce. <laughs> you know, in 2009, H1N1, we were still texting. There was no WhatsApp really 11 years ago, right? So there was no, you know, it was an infancy back then. So uh, was there Instagram in 2009? I don't think so. Uh, was there Facebook even? I'm, I don't remember. Yeah, Facebook, yes, but Instagram, no. Um, when, when are you coming back or are you not coming back? You're going to do your time and get your shit going there. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I've, I've kind of avoided, like when America wasn't lit like it was now, I kind of avoided Asia because everyone's like, you're crazy to go back to Hong Kong. You know, you're crazy coronavirus. So I kind of held off to see the situation in Hong Kong. Uh, and now that I know that they had a better handle on it than America had, because I was there from when America had a few hundred or not even 50 or a couple hundred to now a million or whatever it is, right? So I was there throughout the whole process. And then I was like, okay, time to get out of here, resume my life. Because America, the way they dealt with it, it's been so slow and so misinformed. It was just basically like, I'll come to Hong Kong, sit it out, and maybe I'll come back, you know, in August, September, uh, when stuff calms down and they get more data and people become less fearful and, and, and they know what to do a little bit more. That's what I'm thinking we're going to be in the new normal, uh, August, September. That's my thought. Uh, I don't think May is going to be anything that a lot of us are looking forward to or anything freedoms-wise. Yeah. I think that's yeah. early, <clears throat> but I think they're pushing that. I don't, I don't believe it. In my mind, I'm ready to go to midsummer with this sure. weird parameter. Yeah, and I, like I said, okay, that's fine, but what happened when winter comes back again? And let's just say, right now they're saying LA County has 20,000 infections, right? But then USC did a, a test of antibodies and found out in their sample, 5% of the, the random sample that they got had antibodies. That means if 5% of their USC study, that means really that's 500,000 people in Los Angeles have it, right? So it's all about data collection right now and finding out what really, how many people have the antibodies, what the real mortality rate is, and that will calm fears down with people thinking that they're gonna die if they step outside. Right. right? It's coming back in, so, so let's say 10% of the population has it. Let's pretend, right? That means 90% does not have antibodies. Therefore, it, logically, it's gonna come back in flu season, like the flu, right? So what are we gonna do then? Shut down the economy? I don't think so. Yeah. I think people will have better hygiene practices. Mm-hmm. at that point right mm-hmm. they're not going to run around they're going to have masks now they're aware not to touch shake hands and hug and do things like that share drinks or cigarettes or whatever it may when be. do you see burning man coming back <laughs> next year hopefully. no way really there's nothing there's, you know what there's i, I doubt there's going to be any sort of large gatherings until 2021 not with this you know that's they just don't have handle on it right now. They're just starting new testing right now. Just. And it's not even adequate. I'm wondering what the new normal is going to be. I feel like the world we knew died, at least in America. And I'm wondering yeah. what the new one looks like. 
coronavirus or not, I think anyone who has the flu, they're going to mask up, you know what I mean? And, and stay inside. I just think that's, that's what, that's what people do here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're encouraged to stay home. If you're sick or if you can cut, you, you have a cold and you can come to work, you know, the people in my office, they, they wear a mask 24 seven. They're very polite in that way, you know, in public transit, they're not coughing everywhere and things like sure. that. Sure. Here we just straight up animals. Yeah, but you know you learn, and Hong Kong they learned in two thousand and three. It's it's a learning curve, right? Right. It doesn't come out of nowhere, but you know I think Americans uh, think about you know socializing will change if it, yeah. it, it flu season. You know whether it's the flu, whether it's a cold, whether it's another corona or something new that comes along. I think the way they socialize uh, will be different during flu season, flu season for sure. Yeah. When you uh, are you coming? You might come back in August. August, September. You know, it should be middle of summer by then. I think it would be like a distant memory to a certain degree. People want to forget the experience. You know, when when things resume, I think summertime. I think it'll be back to normal. You know, until 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 the fall. <laughs> I think it'll be back to normal. You know? I'm going to hit you up when you're allowed back outside and see what it's like uh, going on over there. Cause I want to yeah, stay informed. I'll film stuff for you and I'll send you, you know, I'll send you some stuff, what they're doing. right What's now. the weather like there right now? Like what's going on? It's sunny. It's probably, it's warm. It's about probably is this your winter, your summer, your spring. What is it? Summer. So it's like it's same, same as America above the equator. Uh, what's going to be interesting is that if, if, Below the equator, which is let's say Brazil and, and Argentina, Venezuela, if they if their coronavirus spikes, we know that it's temperature dependent too, right? So that'll be interesting because right now we're transitioning to summer. Maybe that's why the numbers in New York are going down. Maybe that's why California is relatively stable because it's getting warmer. I think initially people really respected the lockdown. I didn't see anyone. There was like a good seven days where it was like an empty city. Yeah. Yeah, but then I, they're creeping back around, you know. Well, you know, if if south of the equator, and they start spiking in Brazil a lot, then you kind of know it's temperature dependent, right? Like the flu. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see like, like if it does spike below the equator. But yeah, I'll come back in summer and enjoy my summers in California that I love. Yeah, you know, it's we too want hot you here. back. I'm gonna sign off, but I want you to come back. Yeah, it's, it's too hot here, so I'll be back. I How was your sandwich? It was okay, you know. <laughs> Did they give it to you through your app? Oh, you know what? See, even the delivery drivers, okay, what they're doing now. So, for example, they either drop it in front of your door or they open a bag and they don't touch, the, you just, there is no contact. So that's already all common sense. Even my sandwich guy, he doesn't know I'm under quarantine, right? He comes up, it's already on the floor of my, so you know how in Los Angeles, Postmates, you have that option leave your package right here they already do it <laughs> you right, know right that there already is that general awareness of okay i don't know you you're not my friend i'm just a delivery person i gotta see a hundred of you deliveries a day i'm not gonna even bother chancing touching the bag you know what i mean so they just leave it on the ground it's it's pretty simple right i'm not a friend you know so all right i'm out Thanks right. for giving me the, the lowdown in Hong Kong. Of course, brother. Be All safe. Right. You too. All right. Mask up, yo.
Right. Mask up, mask up. It works. Later.